Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Voice Memos podcast. Um, I'm aware the dogs are out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, anyways, if you guys aren't aware, this is actually now we're back in the video format. I was thinking, and I feel like, first of all, recording myself is obviously a lot more effort. Uh, and so, but here's the thing. It makes it feel a little more intimate, a little better. And I kind of want to put in a lot more effort into the podcast moving forward. And so we'll be prioritizing having uh, more video podcasts. Now, that does mean I have to hold this um, this microphone and hold this mic stand the entire time. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird because, yes, I'm used to being on camera, obviously, for like YouTube, TikTok and whatnot. But for the podcast, it does feel feels a little weird because I'm just sitting here and it's like a static shot. Um, but alas, anyways, welcome back. Hopefully your guys' week has been good. I believe this episode marks the one month anniversary of the return of the weekly voice memo. So just want to say thank you guys so much for all the support. Uh, it's been pretty cool. I, I know the thing about a podcast is the community is really small typically, but it's very tight knit. And that's kind of what I noticed about the weekly voice memos is, the people that love the podcast will always be here, and I really appreciate you guys. And so, yeah, before we hop into it, give us a five-star rating. Give, go go, give us a five-star rating on Spotify. Um, it's been kind of cool to see how many people have enjoyed the podcast. And so, yeah, hopefully this week is going to kick off to a great start. Anyways, since it's been a while, obviously, uh, since I've answered any of you guys' questions, uh, I decided to go through and collect some of the questions and to be completely honest it wasn't me it was sam the editor producer love you sam um, but anyways we have a bunch of questions here submitted by you guys and so i'm gonna kind of go through them and talk about them um and yeah we're just gonna have a great time uh, i'm trying to think of specific things that have kind of happened since the last episode but it really hasn't been anything that crazy it's just kind of been adjusting uh, to school and the constant shuffle of trying to do everything all at once, right? And so, yeah, let's just hop into these questions from you guys. Um, if you guys are new to the podcast, my name is Simon Kim. Uh, I'm a creator on all platforms. And on this podcast, we talk about everything. Mental health uh, is probably one of the biggest priorities, but mostly it's just me talking about my life and philosophies and just things that have helped me along the way during this entire journey. And so, without further ado, let's check out your questions. It just feels so weird having the video now. It just adds this different element. Whatever, I'll shut up about it. Um, but these are just some um, questions that we kind of rolled in through the last amount of time um, through the DMs on the Instagram. If you guys are not following it, you should at Weekly Voice Memos. Um, but yeah, let's kind of hop into it. Um, there are a ton of questions here. I'm going to choose a few that I can personally answer because I feel like a lot of these things I'm not qualified uh, to answer. But yeah, let's hop into it. First question comes from Aaron. What helps you stay motivated and get out of schlumps? I love how you said schlumps there. Um, to be completely honest, this whole month has been... I haven't had many slumps. Like I had this one really sad morning where... I was late to an exam, I didn't finish it, then I got a parking ticket, and it made me pretty sad, I crashed a lot, but this month has been um, pretty good for me, I think recently things have been going well, I've been doing ice baths every morning with my friends, and that's definitely helped as well, 
Um, but in general, something I've noticed when I personally kind of fall into low periods of my life, I feel like that happened a lot more during my gap year and when I wasn't in one place all the time. Uh, something I, that, that's kind of helped me through these slumps is definitely just giving myself a full moment to disconnect. Um, and I think the easiest way to do that is to change up your environment. And it could be something as small as cleaning up your room. Obviously, I'm not doing the best here. But you can start with something as small as like cleaning up your room for the day or going on a trip, going to a park and going for a walk. I found that even this morning, I feel like my motivation was pretty low. I had like three hours of calls back to back or close to four hours and my room started to feel stuffy. I started to feel a little bit like I was stuck in here. My brain fog came in and what I did is I opened up the window I went outside and just kind of stood there for like 10 minutes. It's really cold outside, and I think that cold exposure kind of woke me up. But at the same time, it was just changing the environment for a bit. Um, also went to get some water, and I think that typically helps a lot. That that part of the equation, actually changing up your environment, it kind of has to be done by you, right? Like no one's going to pull you out of bed, right? Um, but you can kind of start that and initiate that. You can start cleaning up small things in your room, changing your environment up. And usually that helps me get out of slumps. I think one of the biggest things for me is when we're talking about creativity and like creative slumps, what typically helps me is watching movies. A lot of my videos are inspired by movies. And so that's been a real help is definitely just watching a great movie. It's really hard to commit to something like watching a movie, but every single time I've done so, I haven't regretted it, especially when we're talking in a creative context in terms of like creating videos and working on something i found that it's really hard to kind of force creativity out of you that's like the worst thing you can do you can't just squeeze more creativity out of yourself um, and so something that's definitely helped that process is consuming more media that's really inspiring to me um, whether that's a movie like her that i really love to go back to or even some of my favorite youtube videos that typically helps um, the thing about creativity, yeah, is just that it comes and, and flows in weird ways that we'll never understand. You just have to be there to capture it. And that can be one of the most frustrating things. Uh, I remember one of my friends kind of alluded to working on a YouTube video or a creative project as working on like a computer science program or, or project or whatnot. And the thing is like your creative vision or your creative project isn't done unless it's like 100% of the way done. So it's either you haven't put enough work in and you haven't finished it or it's finished and it's like a zero or one it's a binary thing and so you don't feel like you're actually getting anything done when you're in the middle of that while you're editing a video while you're editing a podcast you don't feel the satisfaction of it being done until it's actually out and uploaded and in that way it's kind of hard to track your own progress um, and so that's kind of what a coding project's like right you're either done with it or you're not and in between it's really hard to see your progress and so I've kind of noticed in my own patterns, like if I'm not actually making any steps forward, if nothing's really happening in these creative projects, uh, then I usually allow myself to to take a little bit of a break and not try to force it out of myself. And that's been really helpful for sure. So um, I would recommend if you're talking in a creative sense of a slump, definitely just disconnecting yourself from that thing and, you know, going to consume more media that inspires you and not trying to force yourself to create a perfect video today, right? And in terms of just life, 
change the environment up that that usually goes a long way second question keely asks do you have any thoughts or advice on getting to know yourself better i appreciate this question keely i feel like there's not a lot of emphasis put on like discovering yourself i feel like recently in the past year of just like social media and uh, these trends on more positive mental health and more thoughtfulness i think a lot more people have been kind of spending more time thinking about the abstract concepts like what is discovering yourself right um and it's pretty cliche but usually when i tell people about my gap year and taking time off of school like the literally the main thing that i learned from that whole experience was who simon kim is right I kind of had to get stripped down to my most vulnerable self, including ending Keep It Wholesome, the brand. Um, and so I kind of had, when I talk to people about the gap year, I always say that was a great opportunity for me to quote unquote find myself. Um, and I know not everyone has the privilege of taking time off of school and taking a year to just kind of explore things. That's obviously an extremely privileged stance. Um, but if you're in the position to take a gap year, I'd highly recommend it because it changed everything for me. I feel like if you're in a routine, you come back to school, it's kind of like, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? And you get stuck in this sort of loop, right? And so if you take yourself out of that completely, you have the opportunity to actually like think for yourself in a way of like, hey, what's best for me? What do I want to pursue today? What do I want to do? Uh, but like I said, not everyone's privy to that. Not everyone has the privilege of taking a gap year. Uh, and so I feel like something that's definitely helped me is the concept that I keep going back to. And it was a few episodes ago where I talked about it, but building your world, right? Um, you know, I talked about how building your world looks like hanging up posters in your room. I know you guys can't really see them. There's some posters off to the side and just like trying to create this beautiful collage that surrounds your environment that is a reflection of you right and whether that is reflected in the art you create like it does help a lot and i think that biggest part of of building your world starts with the simple things like what do you enjoy do you enjoy watching specific movies what aesthetic do you like going on pinterest making some boards and it sounds silly it sounds kind of counterproductive but really thinking about the things that you feel deeply and you resonate with deeply and then surrounding yourself with those things and all of a sudden, these little things that you really enjoy become parts of who you are, right? So if you look around in my room, I'm looking right now at Virgil Abloh. I'm looking at uh, some film pictures throughout my gap year of me traveling. I'm looking at a random like postcard I got in Las Vegas. Um, I'm also looking at um, this little like dream catcher that my friend Fernando gave me. Um, I'm looking at, I literally put up some random credit and debit cards on my wall because I thought it looked cool. I'm looking at American Honey, which is a movie I love, Tyler, the creator there, who's an artist I really adore. And so it's like in these little tiny things I take and I enjoy, I kind of just surround myself with those things and they help me have a better understanding of who I am. You know, it's to the point where you want someone to come into your room or watch a video of yours and instantly understand like, oh, this is the type of person you are, right? And so I'd say it starts with just consuming media, looking for people you look up to, and then surrounding your world with those little pieces of inspiration, like becoming a maximalist almost um, of these things. And I think that's definitely helped me find myself and get more of a like a understanding of the design language that I want to follow uh, within my life and like how I want to dress from things like that. 
um it's definitely helped a lot and you realize like if you really lean into that like authenticity and that genuineness like you kind of strip away all the fluff that you've kind of gathered up from the outside world and you just reflect the things you enjoy and who you truly are like you realize that a lot of your work gets better a lot of how you talk to people gets better like every aspect of your life kind of gets amplified through that and so these are really abstract concepts i'm not sure if it's making any sense but um that is the most important thing in terms of self-discovery that i think i've realized through the gap year and i think a lot of times we don't even like give that time so for example like you're in school you're at a job like you have to do the next thing you have to do the next thing and you kind of get caught up in the cycle where you don't have time to like think about like hanging up stuff in your room or painting your nails or going thrifting you know you don't really have time to do those things but those things are really important in the long run if you want to end up like really being authentic and doing well in the pursuits that you decide to work on like I feel like that is one of the most important things and it's kind of what separates I think the good creatives from the great ones is like how well they understand themselves and so that's what I would say there I know that's kind of a long-winded response but um, something I'm pretty passionate about I would say Carla asks a good question here how do you deal with failure and make yourself feel better after not getting what you want for example studying and getting a bad grade um, you know for this I don't think I resonate greatly with the school part of like studying and getting a bad grade but I think I can kind of frame it in terms of like creating videos, right? So for the longest time when I created TikToks and, and videos online, and I was kind of in the grind phase. I would get really almost like t like it, the numbers would bleed into my mind. For example, like there was a number of views that I get after an hour where I knew if that video got this many views, it was good. If not, it was bad. And that number was like 5,000 or 10,000 or whatever amount of views, likes, whatever, right? And so for a while, you kind of go through these cycles of like, oh, this is working really well. This is great. Oh, I'm trying to like keep this up, keep this up, post, post, post. And you end up getting to this point where things start falling off and you enter the quote unquote Great Depression, as we call it. And, you know, you kind of have to go through that point. I feel like I went through the ups and down cycles of that. And stick with me here. This is kind of going to get somewhere. Um, but I went through those ups and downs so many times that eventually like it was just this emotional whiplash that at some point I just clicked and I was like, yo, I don't care about this anymore. I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about anything anymore. And I feel like you kind of have to experience those things. You have to experience like failing some tests or not doing as well as you thought. You have to experience being sad about that. And you have to experience, you know, being proud of yourself for like studying a while and doing well on a test and then failing the next one and kind of like going through this loop to finally kind of let go of that result I'm not sure what really clicked for me I think it was a mix of like realizing that I don't want to be a content machine and maybe for you that means you don't want to be someone who's just like purely known for getting good grades or producing good grades you want to be known for something else um, but at least from what I've experienced where I feel now most deeply is I like to tell people I get the dopamine hit from creating a video when I'm finished with it when I'm done and I'm proud of it and I ship it and I upload it. Whatever happens after that does not matter anymore. It's literally just the creation process. And I think by going through like all these ups and downs and kind of finding what is more authentic to me and what I care about has really helped a lot. Now, something I would say is like, 
obviously like it would be a lot different if I wasn't in school right now right like I have school I have this creating stuff and so in a way school matters less and creating stuff matters a little less so if I do bad it's like oh I have this other thing and so maybe that might help as well and that might be some advice I give you if you're like super stuck in that like academic validation era at least something that's helped me is like diversifying where you're putting your eggs like don't put them all in one basket like you might ask yourself like why do I care so much about getting this bad grade and maybe it's because it's the one thing that like is so core to your identity you're like known as a smart person and why not kind of diversify that right and so that's definitely helped me a lot um and i think that's why it's a little easier for me to say like oh like i don't care about views whatnot well it's obvious like my livelihood doesn't depend on it right now um but that's something that's definitely helped me out as well as just trying to reframe the argument in your mind of like yo the moment of success is when I sit down and I take that test and I'm like, I prepared well enough for it. The moment of success is when I spend four months on a YouTube video, grind it out and I finish it finally. Whatever happens after that, it's like you have no control over that, right? Um, but whatever happens up until that point, that is your responsibility. And by kind of framing it in that way of like having the stress be released right after you take the test i think that's a really powerful thing now of course some people have testing anxiety it's a little different for everyone but at least that's something that's kind of helped me out um especially in the context of creating videos and i don't even know if i got like so numb to like the fact that like my videos didn't get views or something that i just kind of stopped caring but i'm glad that i kind of went through that right like it's it's extremely helpful uh and so that's what i'd say i'd kind of tied in with like the video argument um but yeah, it's kind of interesting now, like, it's weird because now that I'm moving to YouTube and I'm, like, way more active there, I wonder if I'm going to go through the same thing I did with TikTok with, like, the numbers and the validation. So I'm just praying that doesn't happen, but at least now I'm enjoying more of the process of, like, actively creating um, than anything else. But, of course, you're always going to get a little bit stressed and everyone gets stressed about tests or how well their video performs. It's only human nature. Uh, and so it's just to kind of either diversify or, you know, try to reframe your mind in the way you think about when you are proud of yourself, you know, and reinforcing that. Maybe it's just by telling yourself like, hey, I'm proud of I'm proud of you in terms of like talking to yourself for showing up today and taking that test and preparing for that test in the same way i might be like hey i'm proud of myself for uploading this video and and going through the work and grinding really hard uh, and i think that's an important way to kind of reframe that conversation um but yeah it's kind of weird it's something that like everyone that's done social media has gone through is that up and down cycle and what i kind of realized through that is like you have to be very authentic to yourself and be willing to take risks to do things that you like and create things that you enjoy. And that's how you escape that cycle. You know, like I decided to jump ship from TikTok because like I wanted to get out of that cycle and that led to so many more opportunities. And I would hate it if I was just stuck on TikTok right now. So we're all constantly evolving and just be receptive to like what you're thinking deep down and what your gut's telling you. Uh, I think that's really important. Elizabeth asks, and we're going to end it on this one, but... How do you find motivation, creativity, and personal self-worth that drives us to start personal projects like podcasts or a blog? I think this is interesting because, so there are like two types of people and I've been like meeting people for this next video of, hey, you might be someone who like is interested in all these different things and like isn't really focused on one specific thing. 
But maybe because of that, you're not like very good or you don't deem yourself very good at these other things. Or you could be someone who's like very focused on one specific thing. And honestly, I'm not really sure where that comes from. I feel like that's just something you're born with. But at least for me, it's always been like, hey, I want to start a new thing. I want to start a new thing. I want to start a new thing. And I realized that there is this like callous that exists between when you say you're going to do something and when you do it. And there is only one way. There is only one way to kind of make it easier is just by doing it. Like it sounds stupid, but this is the truth, right? You might be like, I want to start a YouTube channel this year. Or even New Year's resolution. I want to do this. I want to do this. The issue here is if if you do it, the next time you want to do something else, like I want to start a podcast now, it gets a little easier. It gets a little easier. And for me, that was like creating videos when I was 10. And I actually did it. And so like that shrunk a bit, that, that gap shrunk a bit. It got a little easier to start the next thing, right? You see where I'm going here? And then I said, hey, I'm going to start this other YouTube channel. Bang, shrunk a little. Hey, I'm going to start this clothing brand. Shrunk a little. Bang, I'm going to start this. And eventually you get to a point where you become so comfortable in like starting new things and that gap becomes extremely small. So like you say you're going to do something and you actually do it the next day. Now, of course, like me personally, I still like talk about things that I haven't done yet. And it's just like, I hate that habit. I'm trying to get better at it because you you get the dopamine rush when you say you're going to do something. But at least for me, that's like the truth, right? Start small. And that's the only way to make it easier to begin these creative projects or whatever project you want to work on uh, is by continuously doing and shrinking that gap and that callus that's built up from not really doing what you're saying, right? And so that's why I tell people like the first five videos is like 95% of the struggle on YouTube. After that, you kind of that callus of, hey, I'm going to start another video gets less and less and it becomes easier and easier. Um, as well as finding community, like community is also another way to like shrink that a little bit less. And so while I've been here on campus, I started Yumish Creators and I realized a lot of people had stopped creating and it's because they didn't have that community. Like it's very hard to do that by yourself. If I look back at the past year of my life, there's no way I could have done it without a community. And so the more times you just do what you say and you spend more time around people that are interested in the same things as you, that callus gets a little less and less. And starting new things gets easier and easier. And I think that's why you see these people that like are entrepreneurs, start business or start creating and just keep doing different things. They just keep going. And you're like, what the heck? Like, how are you doing all these different things? It's because it gets easier and easier as you go along. Right. I think for most things in this field of like being online or being a creator, most things are exponential. And that's one of the things as well that's exponential is like that faith and confidence in yourself to act on what you want to do. And so that's what I'd say is like, you just have to do it or find other people around your same size doing similar things and just build up a community and that'll definitely help. Um, and so that's what I've been trying to do here on campus, but we'll see how that goes. Um, but anyway, guys, that's, that's the chats. That's the chit chats. Um, you might be wondering why I have all these like narwhals back here. Um, don't worry about it, (laughs) but yeah, we have all these like narwhals back here. I think it's kind of fun. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what we're doing. That's what we're doing. I'm going to keep taking this chair to different locations, trying to record the podcast everywhere. I think it'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And let me know if you have more questions. We'll be doing this like once a month or once every few months. So send me a DM at weekly voice memos and we got it. Anyways, much love. You're going to kill it this week. Um, hope I answered some of those questions to, to a good extent. A great extent? I don't know. But yeah, enjoy your week. Much love. Give it wholesome. Pew!